0: Welcome to the First Prez podcast, which features the message from this past Sunday's worship. Our services are Sunday mornings at 30, 9, 10, and 11 o'clock. You can learn more about First Prez at firstprezcos.org. Well, what he's done for me, what he's done for me, what he's done for me, amen? It's a source of joy. It's a source of excitement. Friends, we're looking to the cross, and we're opening today to Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. I encourage you to open your Bibles and follow along, or follow along on the screen in front of you, or grab the Bible out of the pew, or turn on the Bible on on your phone. Whatever, however the Word of God can get closer to you, bring it close, because this is a lot of content for us to receive from the Lord today. And let's open our hearts To receive it. Lord, would you help us to understand your word, to receive your word? Lord, would you help us to feel your word coming into our lives in a way that we understand and that we can respond to? Lord, it's our humble prayer that you would open our hearts to receive your word, that we might this morning know your love in Jesus' name. And they said together, Amen. amen. Romans five, one to ten. Hear the word of the Lord. "...therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God." Person, Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His life? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're so grateful, Lord. The cross, visible love. Last week we had hidden victory, and this week we have visible love. Children, sometimes ask the question, the simple question, why did Jesus die uh, for us? And the answer that I hear often, over and over again, is Jesus died for us to show us how much he loves us, how much he loves us. It's a good answer. It's It's true. But it doesn't quite give us the whole story, does it? I mean, it, it kind of leaves us begging the question, isn't there another way, you know, to express love? Uh, Gary Chapman wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. We all have different love languages, ways that we're wired internally to give and to receive love. And uh, and Gary Chapman, he, he listed five. He said there is... Uh, physical touch, uh, words of affirmation, acts of service, giving of gifts, and quality time. And we're all kind of wired up to give and receive love in one of these five ways. And basically what he's saying is if you don't learn the language of the person you love, you might be trying to love them with all the energy you've got, but they're not feeling loved because you're not using their love language. Do you see? So you might be... uh, you're, you're bringing them flowers when what they need is quality time. And that's why they hate you. <laughs> well, not hate, they don't hate your guts, but it's a lot of wasted energy, you see, you know? It's wasted energy. Well, of all those five love languages, there's, there's one that's notably absent, isn't there? That's what we're talking about today. Nowhere in any of those love languages does it say, hey, you need to die for me. But that's what Jesus did for us. He died for us. The cross is a revelation of God's amazing love. The cross is a monument to God's unending love. Do you believe that God loves you? Can you you receive His love for you? The love of God can change your life. It can change your life. Is God's love for you connecting? Are you receiving the love of God? Are you hearing God's love language and allowing it to sink in? This verse says, And hope does not put you to shame, verse 5, because God's love has been poured into our what? Our hearts. Thank you. By the Holy Spirit. It's been poured right into our hearts. God's love. Not just our minds. Not just our thinking selves. Not just our our senses. our, our, Our five senses. God's love has been poured into our hearts where we can feel it. Where it's inside of us. God's love is poured into us. Do you feel it? You see, if you don't, if you don't feel God's love, you might start to give up. You might lose hope. You might lose faith because you've lost track of God's love. Faith, hope, and love, they sit together. They all link together. You lose love and hope and faith are soon to follow. I was uh, driving into work last week and um, just making my commute in and, and was caught by a woman who was driving into work next to me, fellow Monday morning commuters, you know. It was up on Uenta Street, actually, and she pulled up next to me and um, and she just caught my attention. She just seemed uh, dejected. Yeah, it's Monday morning, I mean. <laughs> but... Uh, but I looked over and I, I saw her there. She was smoking a cigarette, blowing the smoke out of the uh, out of the the window, and um, and she just looked a little bit worn out. In fact, she was frustrated. She was yelling at the radio. It looked like she was yelling at the radio. And you know, maybe she had a Bluetooth in, but I don't think so. I think she was just shouting at the radio. And it just caught my attention. I started praying for her because it just looked to me like. It had gotten her. Like the bitterness of life, the cynicism, it had swamped her. And now all that she felt like she could do was just wallow in it, just sort of marinate in it. And she was tasting the bitterness and she was expelling the bitterness. And she was just 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 seeped, you see. Boy, I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. There's another way of life. There's another way entirely. I want you to know and feel God's love for you. I want you to understand it and I want you to feel it. Because there's another way of life. And loved people are different. God's love, it makes you different. It makes you love God. God's love, it makes you love others. God's love, it makes you love yourself a little bit more than you could on your own. Listen, loved People love people. Did you say that with me? Loved people love people. And God's love, when it fills your heart, it makes you different. And you don't have to go through life uh, swamped by bitterness. Well, the cross is a monument to God's love for you. Let me read this for you. As I read this passage, I want you to listen for three words. Faith, hope, and love. Those sound like three important words? You bet they are. So as we read along, and if you've got your own Bible, you can underline when you hit these words. Faith, hope, and love. Starting at verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. have Peace with God. Through whom we have gained access by faith, into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Faith to hope. You see, hope is tied to faith. faith. Faith, what this is saying is faith connects us to what Jesus did for us. Faith connects us to the work that Jesus has done to, as the Scripture says, to justify us. That means to make us right with God, to make our relationship right with God. By faith, we receive the benefits of Christ's work. By faith, we are justified. The justification won by Christ becomes our own, becomes personal to us by faith when we trust and believe in Jesus Christ. By faith we have access to the God of grace and the great breach that that has occurred between ourselves and God where God feels so distant and far from us, that great breach that has been healed by Jesus, that breach gets crossed when we put our faith in Christ and it actually becomes our own. You see that? Jesus did it and friends, this is right where we're going to be on Easter morning. Jesus did it but it isn't yours until you believe it. You've got to believe in what Christ did. You've got to trust in Him. And then by faith, it becomes yours. Hope, then, is connected to faith. Hope. Even hard things, even suffering, look at this, looks different when we have the hope connected to faith in Christ. Verse 3, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Hey, are you going to hang in? Perseverance produces character. Hey, who are you anyway? Character produces hope. And friends, hope does not put us to shame. You'll never be embarrassed hoping in the Lord because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. See, here we go. You see where we got? We got down to love. Are you following along? Love, you see. Love is the, is the sum of this equation. Faith, hope, love. Faith, Hope is tied to faith. Love is tied to hope. And love is the sum of the equation. It's at the bottom. It's at the foundation. In fact, it all resolves to, to love. It might just be that love is where it all begins. Is God's love connecting with you? Are you, are you hearing, are you feeling, are you receiving the love of God? Are you letting God love you? Now, there's a lot of things that we mean when we use the word love, isn't there? I mean, we, we use love in a lot of different ways. It's a word we use for the good feeling produced by contact with something we enjoy. Right, I love skiing. You know, I love horses. I love uh, pizza or, or sushi. I mean, we, we love... yeah. There's folks who love sushi right there. We love food, don't we? In fact, count of three, everybody just shout out your favorite food. Are you ready? You're going to shout out your favorite food, the food you love. One, two, three. Ooh, really? Okay. We're in trouble, church. I didn't hear kale anywhere. Back to front. I heard a lot of pasta, meatballs, I don't know. Pizza. Okay love love yeah i love I love pizza, I love sushi i love I love pasta we We use love to to talk about something. we have an affinity toward it, It makes us feel good to be around it, right now, that kind of love, that kind of a love uh, that 's not going to get us very far in relationships. You see, love has to mature in real relationships and lasting relationships, love has to mature from uh, that feeling. It has to mature into action. I'm going to love in action. For us, there's a disconnect between what we think or feel and what we actually do. That's what gets us into trouble. Not for God. Listen now. God's love is perfect and God is perfectly consistent in character. God has no feeling that isn't also Expressed. God has no attribute that doesn't become action. God doesn't just sit in righteousness. God makes things right. God isn't just uh, up there being holy. God makes holy. You see, so in the same way, when we say God loves, God doesn't just feel love. God acts in love. He acts toward you in love. When the Bible says God loves you, he isn't just talking about a feeling, a sentiment, a sort of a, an affection that God has. He's talking about God's action on your behalf. God moves toward you in love for you. Listen, human love can disappoint. <laughs> it can disappoint. You know, the actions don't connect with the words. sometimes. They're not consistent. There's inconsistency. They don't connect. You're trying to speak a love language that I don't hear. Human love can disappoint you in a thousand ways. The love of God will never disappoint. You'll never be put to shame. You'll never feel regret for allowing the love of God into your life. Hope is connected to faith. It's connected to love. It all resolves to love It all resolves to love. So then where do I see God's love in action? Look at your passage. Follow along. Verse 6 tells us, right here at verse 6, it says, where do you want to see God's love? You look to the cross. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die, sure. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this, in this, in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God's love is poured into us. It's poured into our heart. But where do we see God's love in action? Where can we look to see this this love distilled into this most intense act, this most palpable demonstration of pure, selfless, visible love? Where can we look? We look at the cross. God demonstrated his love in this. That while we were still sinners, just the right time, Christ died. It actually happened, this moment in history, this moment, as one historian said, this moment that, that cracked history into into BC and AD like a dry twig. It actually happened. Jesus actually died. Now people die for each other all the time, don't they? I mean, is that really special? policemen, firemen, soldiers? Uh, I've sat with soldiers, and um, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if, it's, if it was five years ago, 45 years ago, if they tell you a story about somebody who gave their life for you, for them, it moves you. There's going to be tears. People die for one another. Why is this different? Is Jesus any different? Well, let me tell you, it's different, because this man Jesus who died, he was God. It was God. And it's different because this man, Jesus, who died, he didn't just die for one. He died for all who believe. Christ died for the ungodly. Look at the cross where Jesus died and you see the love of God. Christ died while we were powerless, Christ died while we were still sinners, while we were still His enemies, opposed to Him, it says uh, further on verse 10, that we were opposed to Him, Christ died for us. We love people in a lot of ways, but never without some level of selfish motive. There's always something coming back to me when I act in love toward another, even just a little bit of a hope of a quid pro quo, right? Not God. Not God. God loves with no possible return. He loves with nothing to reward Him. He loves in a selfless love. That's real love. The Apostle John said, this is how we know what love is. This is how we know what love is. That Jesus Christ laid down His life for us. The great theologian John Stott wrote once, only one act of pure love unsullied by any taint of ulterior motive has ever been performed in the history of the world, namely the self-giving of God and Christ on the cross for undeserving sinners. There's no act like it in all of history. You study, you look, you watch. There's nothing like it. Christ gave His life for us at the right time, Jesus died for the ungodly. This is the character of God's love. When we were not deserving, he gave his life. When we were enemies opposed to his purposes, he stepped over the line and died for us. When we were the least and the lowest, he took our shame upon himself. When we were valueless, he named our value equal to the life of his own son. When we were orphaned, divorced from the family of God, by our disobedience and our sinfulness, he adopted us into his household, into the family of God, an inheritance by faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. When we were unforgivable, still in our sin, still opposed and hostile to His love, still among those shouting in the city, crucify Him, crucify Him, because of our own stubborn disobedience and blindness to His love and His grace. When we were still opposed to Him, he stepped over and died for us and named us his friends. If you want to give glory to Jesus, you may. God came down. He came down and his son Jesus Christ took on flesh and humbled himself to die. To humble himself to die for us, not just death, but execution, not just execution, but crucifixion. He humbled himself to take on death, even death on a cross for us. Can you feel the love of God? The Bible says when you can't feel it, when you've lost track of it, you've got this. Don't forget how much I love you. It's a monument to my love. You look to the cross. Are you losing faith? Are you waning in Hope, you might have lost track of the deep and passionate and abiding love that God has for you. And it's demonstrated right here visibly on the cross. Accept his love language. See, and here's the thing, we don't have to worry about the love language thing because God says, I'll help you. If you don't feel my love, I'll help you. My Holy Spirit is pouring my love into your heart. I'll take care of it. All you gotta do is open yourself up to me. (laughs) and I'll be there, and you'll know that I love you. God has always loved you. God always loved you, and the cross revealed it. Revelation is, is an unveiling of something that's already there that you couldn't see before. You see, God loves you, and the cross reveals it. God wants to reveal to you his abiding and eternal love. He wants his love visible. He wants you to be able to see it. He wants your eyes open to it. Jesus died for us when we didn't deserve it. When we didn't deserve it. And let me be clear about this. It isn't that that God's view of you or his love for you changed or altered. It isn't that God hated you and then his son died for you on the cross and then he decided to love you. No, no, no. God always loved you and the cross revealed it. John Stott again said, God does not love us because Christ died for us. Christ died for us because God loved us. Hallelujah. God has always loved you and He always will and the cross reveals it. So, the cross is a monument forever to God's abiding love it's an emblem that endures to remind you forever of God's abiding love expressed to us in the poured-out life of His Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us when we least deserved it. Now, some say that's all the cross is, an act of love. Some say, forget all the stuff we talked about two weeks ago, that atoning sacrifice bit, the blood for sin. Forget all the stuff that we talked about last week, the hidden victory against dark powers. Just see the cross as an act of of love. Just see it as an act of love that we're supposed to emulate or or imitate in some way. Is that all that was going on there on the cross of Calvary? (laughs) Listen, listen. Uh, The gospel I'm preaching is meant to be good news. That's what gospel means, good news. If the message you have for me is that uh, I need to behave my way into heaven, inspired by a moral example, that's not good news. (laughs) That's not good news. That's not the gospel. Because I, I don't know What it means. I know full well that I, I can't fathom what it means to really give my life for another. I can't repeat that. And if I did know what that meant, I know very full well that I could not do it. Listen, we're not just meant to follow Jesus Christ as a moral example of love and try to get into heaven. That isn't what this means. It isn't just that Jesus lovingly died, it's that his death. Saved us. I know I'm deconstructing that fairly quickly. Maybe you've heard that that teaching. You might want to take that up in a life group or, or or keep thinking about that and looking through the scriptures for yourselves. But his his death it saved us. It wasn't just an example for us to follow. It saved us. Look at verse nine. Since we now have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath? through him. For if while we were God's enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? What's that saying is his death paid our penalty. God moves against evil and wrongdoing. He's going to act, again there's no sentiment in God that isn't followed up with perfectly consistent action. God is going to act against things that are wrong, unjust, injurious, life stealing, sinful, broken things in this fallen and confused world. And that's what God's wrath is. His wrath is poured out against the things that steal life. And we get confused about wrath because when we think of wrath, we think of someone flying off the handle in anger. Well, that's not God's character. But God's character is steady on opposed to the life-stealing brokenness of sin. And he will not stop being in opposition to it. Do you see? That's the wrath of God. And from that wrath, we have been saved by the blood of Jesus, by His death on the cross. As we believe in Christ, as we are in Christ, we are sheltered in the atoning blood of Christ, and we never, ever again feel the wrath of God steady against us. But God didn't want to just get the accounts even to zero. Follow along now. Look in. Verse 10. For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. Okay. We're at, we're at even. We're reconciled. I don't owe you anymore and you don't owe me anymore. Jesus paid it all. The debts are paid. We're at zero sum. The slate is clean. Okay. It's all even Stephen, right? Okay. How much more? Having been reconciled, will we be what? Saved. Saved Saved through His life. It isn't just coming to zero. It's life God wants to give you. Jesus died. Our debt is paid. Jesus rose from the dead, and now we get eternal life in Him. Hallelujah. Amen. So then this is the cross, friends, a monument of visible love, a monument forever, an emblem forever of that day that Jesus hung there suspended in heaven and earth in His body, suspended between heaven and earth, His arms pinned open wide to receive all who come to Him and still He does. There's something to those arms uh, pinned open wide, isn't there? Have you ever seen a Celtic cross? It's a cross uh, up and down with a circle in the middle of it. The circle, it represents the world. That the love of God, it wraps its arms all around the whole world. The circle, it represents eternity. That the love of God, it never ends. For the whole world, the love of God for all, it never ends. It's as though Jesus wanted us to see how permanent this is. He said, see my hands, see my arms pinned open wide before you. See my heart opened up to you. Look upon this. And Jesus is saying, this will never end change. My love for you will never change. My open arms toward you will never be altered. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, I will always be here. Open arms for you. Because great is my love for you. Are you, are you giving up on love? Are you losing hope? Are you leaking faith? Listen. Turn again to the open arms of Jesus. Here's the thing, friends, as I close. Loved people love people. And you can be different. You don't have to live your life swallowed in bitterness and mired in cynicism. You don't have to live your your life far from God. Loved people are different. Unloved people, they look for love. We all need love. Unloved people, they look for love. They look for love in all the wrong places, you know. You remember that song? But loved people, when you know the love of God, when the Holy Spirit is poured into your life, into your heart, you can love differently. You can love God, you can love others, you can love yourself again because loved people love people. I want you to imagine just for a minute what would it, what would it look like for us, this church, to unleash on our city uh, thousands of loved people just filled with love. Just the love of God brimming over, just filling in every gap, every aching little hole. And, and the love of God is so brimmed, brimmed up in you, it's overflowing to others. Imagine throwing these doors open wide, jailbreak, and we all run out. You see? And everywhere we go in this city and in our lives, imagine the difference in our relationships, in work, in our schools, in our places of business, and all these places if we released a loved people, loved people, loved people, the world would be different. So here's what I want you to do. If you didn't get uh, one of these pocket crosses, here's what I want you to do this week. Grab one of these. And just, just each day this week, just for a minute, this is what I'm asking you to do. I want you to take this out and and I want you to, to spend just a minute looking at it, and I want you to see, I want you to see the arms extended. And I want you to feel the loving embrace of God wrapping his arms around you. He loves you. He's always loved you. And his cross, his cross is an eternal monument. His visible and enduring love. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you love us so much. And this cross, Lord, as we look at it, we're reminded of your great commandment to love you, God, with all our heart, with all our soul and mind and strength. And that runs us vertically, and 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 how you said, Jesus. Uh, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. In and, and the arms, they extend out horizontally to love others, to love those around us. Lord, help us this morning to feel your love filling us up that we might be a loved people that love people and that love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for listening to the First Prez Podcast. If you would like more information, you may visit our website at firstprezcos.org.